0: Oh, this is Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And I think a lot of that comes down to how we manage the upset in our lives, how we manage the stress. Now, we, I don't think we give enough attention to this, right? We manage everything else. We manage our households. We manage our offices and our workplaces and the laundry and parenting all these responsibilities. But the first thing we need to manage is our stress levels because stress is unavoidable, but if we don't manage it well, if we don't learn how to balance and respond and perceive it differently in our lives, it will take a toll on our health mentally and physically and make it hard for us to do anything at all. I learned this the hard way. I live with chronic disease and when I am stressed out, I hurt a whole lot more. And that makes it harder for me to focus at work. It makes me more impatient with my daughter and in my marriage and other relationships. It really makes it hard for me to get anything done. And then what happens? The stress compounds, right? Because I'm feeling bad and I'm not as efficient or productive in my work or my chores. I'm not as positive in my mindset. And so I make more mistakes or cause more problems than that raises the stress for me further listen stress is unavoidable if you're living a big-time life like we all are we have a lot of things in the mix a lot of fun and challenges at the same time but we're learning more about stress now researchers are really getting into this and understanding more about why it harms our mental and physical health and what we can do to offset some of that stress and that's what we're going to talk about today because i think it's worthwhile it's something i need to come back to time and time again, uh, and give attention to it before it starts to rule my life. Unmanaged stress can trigger sustained high levels of cortisol, which is also called the stress hormone, and other stress hormones in the body. Those unregulated levels contribute to heart disease, inflammation, cancer, chronic illness, anxiety, depression, and other serious conditions and symptoms. And they make it hard for us to just Get along and feel good. Over time, the wear and tear that these conditions cause on the body lead to death, premature death. More than 120,000 Americans die each year from stress-related conditions, according to the American Institutes of Stress. But millions more are sick. A million call in sick to work each day because of stress-related issues a million people a day in the U.S., and more worldwide. That translates to over $100 billion a year in lost productivity due to stress-related illness. Plus, we just feel crappy. I don't want to have headaches and back pains. I don't want to be depressed. I want to feel good and engaged in this life. When we do, when we manage our stress, we're also less likely to get colds and flus and other viruses like COVID-19 because our immune systems function better. The way into this, of course, is to first become aware of how stress shows up in your body. Become aware of the things that trigger it and then develop some strategies that will work for you. We're going to talk about some of that today, but I think these Plans are customizable, right? We all have different things that pique our stress. So it stands to reason that we would have unique ways of dealing with it. The point is, it needs to capture our attention. It is something we need to deal with before it lands us in the hospital or worse yet. Now, there are lots of categories, lots of ways people deal with stress. I'm going to go through a few of them. Make some notes about this. See where you fit. There's something called a stress vigilante, right? These are control freaks, the perfectionists, the people who jump in and overplan, micromanage, take charge, in a way of trying to avoid stress, trying to keep it from happening in the first place. We know stress is going to happen, so this doesn't work. It just works to get us more stressed out, okay? Then there are the careaholics. These are the people that want to take care of everyone else and they move in and care for others so that they don't have to deal with their own issues. The stress in their life, though, doesn't go away. It either gets misdirected or it builds up behind the scenes, until they can't help anybody at all, including themselves. Then there are the worry warts, the people who stew and ruminate about things that haven't even happened yet. They spend a lot of time in what if. What if this doesn't happen? Or what if this does happen? What if this doesn't work out? What if, what if, what if? And often they build stress levels around things that are non-existent or not even real, and that wears them down, okay? If you're control freak managing stress by trying to micromanage everything, then you're less likely to work as a team. You have trouble sharing the work and you'll take it all on. This is the I've got to do everything mentality. It looks like over-planning and over-organizing and it takes away your creativity and flexibility. The crisis junkie acts more impatient. They're in a hurry to get things done. Nothing moves fast enough. They want to handle it right now so that they can resolve things and take it off their list and feel better. But guess what? Their impatience creates more stress and crisis. They tend to make more mistakes. They tend to uh, work harder than they need to accomplish a tasks. And they give everything the same level of importance. So they lose their attention to quality and detail. The perfectionist, you know, they're stressed out because they're trying to work harder than everybody else and do a better job, but nothing can ever be good enough. They never get it right. And if you're the one that's on a mission to care for everyone, to rescue everybody, even if they don't need it, you overload yourself with other people's problems as a distraction for your own. Now, I'll tell you what. I've been everything from the worry ward of excessive worrying to the crisis junkie to the careaholic. The perfectionist. I have hit them all. My my favorite way of managing stress now is is to micromanage, to control things, to knock things off my list and make sure everything's organized so things don't get in my way. And it leads to a good amount of stress. The bottom line is all these forms are signature forms. We all do some of these to some degree. And as my life has changed over the years, I've been more one way than another I used to be a real crisis junkie a real careaholic also moving in to solve everybody's problems and now I'm, I'm much more of a control manager but even that I'm scaling back from because with greater awareness and learning I've been able to see it's not effective it doesn't make me feel good and it doesn't help me ease stress it raises to the stress I'm experiencing and just leads to burnout then we're not equipped to handle anything Stress itself isn't bad. It's a signal that we need to step back and take a cue toward this uh, work-life balance, toward managing our life. Now, you've heard me say before, I don't think, I don't really believe in a work-life balance or a life balance. I think the scales are always tipping back and forth like a cheater totter. Sometimes they tip down, when the weight is on that end, when you have a big work project due or your kids uh, dealing with a lot of school anxiety or whatever it is. And sometimes you're up when things feel a little lighter and easier, right? What's important to me is that that is always moving, that I'm not always just stuck in the down position, overloaded with weight and stress, We need to go between the two. And so when I've had a really difficult work week and I'm channeling all my energy into that, then I'm really careful as soon as that stress is managed and eased and the project is completed or whatever it is to move back toward the center or even to the lighter load. I'll you know, rest more, all takes quiet time. I will do things to nurture myself to settle back in. We don't always want to be overloaded with stress all the time. That's where this management comes in, especially at work and where many of us are navigating a new workload, new way to manage work. And those changes can cause us to feel stressed. We're not quite sure how things are going to go or even how we want them to go, right? The status quo that we became used to with our work schedule or our stay-at-home schedule, whatever it was, has now been upended uh, by stay-at-home orders and lockdowns and many businesses moving their staff to remote work. Now, I know many people who are confronted with returning to the office. Sometimes they're already back or they're contemplating what that's going to look like at the end of the summer. Many people don't want to go back or they want to go back in the office part-time and work at home part-time. So there are all kinds of different models and that's adding stress, particularly if you're one of the people that wants to do a hybrid schedule at home and at work and your supervisors are saying, no, you got to be back here eight to six or nine to five or whatever it is. And you're not sure that's going to work for you. At the same time, I think this time. And the reason why I'm talking about work stress today is because I think this time is unique and it lends itself to some opportunities we haven't had before. The models have changed. We have seen what works well from working at home and what we can do effectively at a remote basis. And we know ourselves better to know if we need to be in the office for that teamwork or focus, whatever it is. Okay. So now instead of getting stressed out about this, It's a good time to consider what you do want in your work life and how it will fit into your home life and your overall balance. Work is challenging for sure, even in the best of time, but it's not worth sacrificing your health and quality of life to to the point of anxiety or depression or heart disease or the other illnesses that can chip away at our health due to stress. Our hearts feel the weight of our stress. And you know, I know many of us, you know, we're working for the money. Me too. I love my job, but I I have to earn an income. And yet if I'm so stressed out that I'm making countless mistakes and I'm missing work due to sick time because of the stress or the pain, then it's I'm not an effective worker anyhow. I'm not earning the money and having the stability I need in my career anyhow. It's a double-edged sword. Take A step back right now. Think about the things you like about your job. What motivates you to go to work? What do you enjoy about it? What are you good at? What stresses you out about the job right now? Don't tell me what happened five years ago or last year, but right now today. What is working? What is stressing you out? Take a minute to reflect on the aspects of your work that are keeping you up at night. What are you laying in bed thinking about, ruminating about, worrying about? And... What are some of the strategies that could help you manage those concerns? What do you need to do? What resources do you need to help you manage your mental, physical, and emotional well being? You need to build in an exercise plan. You need to actually work out. (laughs) For years, I had an exercise plan that I never did. Now I do it regularly, and it's a great stress reliever to move my body. I play golf, I get outside. There's a lot of things, I take quiet time. So what works for you? What can you do that you just feel ha the sigh? You exhale, you relax. What ways are you numbing the stress that might not be helping you? Are you drinking too much after work? Are you getting a buzz from shopping online? Are you spending too much time on the internet or binge watching shows? What is it for you? Are you eating too much? We all have stress responses and behaviors. And sometimes we go to what eases the pain in the moment by numbing it. That stress doesn't really go away, though, and it just comes back stronger than before and layers on and builds more. So, what resources do you need to manage your mental, physical, or emotional well being? What activities, what plans, what connections do you need to put in place so that you can actually deal with the stress rather than numb it? How can you change the things that are stressing you out and reframe some of the others? I mean, there are some things that are just never going to go away from me, right? I'm always going to have bills to pay. I'm always going to be a mother who worries for her kid. So can I reframe those things? When my uh, daughter and I are struggling and she's 15, so that's real. <laughs> when we're struggling in our relationship and I begin to get nervous and and worry about that, one of the ways I reframe that, since I can't get rid of that or change it, right? One of the refer- thing, ways I reframe that is to acknowledge that she is healthy. That the pushback I'm receiving from her is completely normal and developmentally appropriate for a 15-year-old daughter. Not easy to handle. It is stressful and yet healthy. That helps me reframe the situation and makes it a whole lot less stressful. Okay. How you think about the stress you feel at work also changes how it affects you. So if you're on a tight deadline at work and you're feeling stressed out that you might not make it, can you turn that Back around to notice those stressful feelings. You're on high alert. You've got butterflies in your stomach. Could you reframe those feelings to be one of excitement and energy and then use that excitement to propel you toward the deadline? I think of this as a stress management mindset because stress from work exists on both our physical and mental bodies. We need to manage it both ways. And stress and other emotions can be diffused or intensified by the way we perceive them, according to research. For example, some people experience multiple stressful events, and yet yet they really don't get that stressed out. Have you ever been with somebody driving to an appointment, and you're looking... They show up late, you're looking at your watch, and, and you know you're going to be late, and then you get stuck in traffic, and you're just looking back and forth to the clock, and there's no way you can make it out of time, and they're all chill about it, right? It's because the way they perceive stressful events is different than the way others do. So some look at these minor everyday hassles and see it just as a part of life. They don't take it in. Other people look at those everyday hassles and see them as the end of the world. Which way do you land? While minor everyday hassles do increase the stress in our life, work, for example, can have stressful moments and we're dealing with relationships and sales quotas and meetings and all those other things, long to-do lists. But many people can look at those situations and see them just as a part of life they don't take it in they don't internalize it they don't perceive it as a stressful event whereas others can look at those same experiences and see them as the end of the world and those people will feel the impacts of stress on their body more how you interpret your experiences if you see them as stressful or simply situations to deal with in life will determine the impact of that stress on your body Other research indicates that viewing the nervous feelings in your body, like an elevated heart rate or faster breathing or those butterflies in your stomach, viewing those symptoms as adaptive as part of being alive can make stress less of a liability on your body. Becoming aware of the sensations you are experiencing and recognizing them as excitement or engagement or simply as part of a human response can help you cope and feel less stressed. I find this fascinating. I think of this all the time because I do a lot of public appearances and I prepare and I rehearse to do these public speaking and often backstage, I'm feeling really nervous. I'm feeling, and I'm also feeling energized. When I learn this, instead of thinking, oh, I'm so stressed out. What if it goes poorly or there's a big audience out? There. What if I bomb? Here's what I do. Oh, I feel my heart rate. I feel my skin tingling, I feel the butterflies in my, I'm excited, I'm excited to do this. This is part of being excited because I love this part of my job. And I've been able to transfer those nerves and perceive them as feelings of excitement so that I'm alive and ready to go when I do get to take the stage or make the Zoom call. It feels different in my body. Instead of weighing me down and feeling, leaving me feeling sick and and exhausted, I feel happy and fired up. So next time you're teetering on the brink of stress over a big project at work or an important meeting you've got to go to, take a minute to think about this. Take a minute to pause Take a few deep breaths. This alone changes our physiological fight or flight response, right? Deep breathing in through your diaphragm, through your nose, exhaling through your mouth slowly changes our physiological fight or flight response. So we actually are able to calm ourselves and see things clearly. So take your deep breaths and then reframe your feelings as your body preparing you to respond in an ideal and healthy way to the situation you face. These feelings that you identify with stress, they're not a problem. It's just your body showing up for you. It's your body's response to support you to excel at the task ahead. Right? And then the next thing you can consider is uh, to get some physical movement. Go wash your hands. Go for a walk around the block. Go outside and do some stretching. When we move for a few minutes, we are sending signals to our body to work out that adrenaline and to respond in an appropriate way that eases our stress. So remember when I said stress is both a mental and a physical experience, we've got to manage it on both the mental and the physical level. So the stress management mindset is to see your stress response as adaptive, something that's very human, something that's supporting you, helping you cope. And that Maybe these little everyday things aren't a big deal anyhow, because you can handle them. And then get moving. You know, call a friend, vent, socialize, laugh, sleep, release that stress through deep breathing. Create more of what you want. Work stress often compounds because we feel powerless. Reclaim your power in the little ways at work by taking breaks to do something that is meaningful to you. Breaks are allowed even if they're frowned on. So exercise your power and use your lunchtime to create or read or walk or something that feels important, something that aligns with your values because that will add meaning to your day and that buffers against the stress from the ridiculous, absurd things that go on in life. Find some quiet time. Stop. Get away. Sit quietly. Meditate. Pray. Whatever. Quiet time is restorative. Turn off your phone. Go to a quiet space. Whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes or two hours, take some time. And take an opportunity to think about what you want to move into next in your life. It's not easy, but weigh the pros and cons. If the thought of working how you did before makes you feel sick, makes you feel like you don't even want to get out of bed in the morning, you feel impatient or unhealthy, Pay attention to that stress. That stress is pushing back. Maybe it's worth changing your situation. I'm not saying to walk off the job. I'm saying to evaluate what are some strategies you can bring into that situation that can either diffuse the stress or maybe it's willing to make a significant change. I know people who have left their jobs because they no longer want to work the way they've been working. I know others who have negotiated with their bosses to work a hybrid schedule that better fits their work-life balance. And when it comes to getting movement in your life, take a walk in the park. (laughs) Literally, this is shown to make a difference. Movement is an important way to counteract our fight-or-flight model. Exercise and physical activity make a big difference by replacing the high levels of cortisol and other stress hormones and lowering them so that our organs and our bodies get a break. But a new study from the University of Tsukuba, Japan, found that people who walk regularly in forests or green spaces like parks have a greater sense of balance and resilience in their life. Even a walk through the park or forest trail once a week has been shown to reset our stress levels. And... Engaging with nature, viewing nature even from a window, has been shown through scores of studies to ease anxiety, prompt awe, develop connection with others, foster generosity. That's big stuff. Get outside. And if you can't do that, at least look out the window. But the ideal is to take a walk in a nature trail or in a park. Pause. Reset your stress response so you feel better. I find even just getting up from the desk and looking at the trees out my window or walking out to the back deck for a minute can really help me feel better. And add some mindfulness practice into that and you'll feel your mind and body respond to the stress that accumulates you in your life a different way. Much of what we worry about is a result of reflecting on past failures or future projections. What if my daughter doesn't get the grade? What if this happens to my health? What if, what if, what if? 85% of what we stew and worry about and stress about never happens. According to research, 85% mindfulness, this attention on the present moment, using our senses to really notice what we're feeling, hearing, smelling, tasting in our environment right now, roots us in the present moment instead of worrying about what has happened or stewing about what might happen. When we can bring ourselves to the reality of now, we feel a whole lot less stress And give our brains and bodies a break. So simply start today. I want you to take a pause right after this podcast. Stand up. Take three deep breaths in through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Stretch your arms above your head. And then go outside on your front porch. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care where you live, if you're in an urban or country environment, go outside and look for a patch of green, look for a patch of grass or a tree or a hill off in the distance or a flower pot on somebody's balcony. Go outside and root yourself out of doors, feel the wind and practice mindfulness for just two minutes, stand there. Don't think about work or any, just let the thoughts flicker through and focus on the natural environment that you see. I bet you you feel better. And these many breaks throughout the day are an important way to help manage our stress. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. Today I'm going to share an idea that I've been thinking about a lot because it's really helped me. I think it's Simply Nifty. And that is this. We spend so much energy managing all aspects of our life and we neglect to manage our stress levels and do the self-care and access the resources we need, whether it's a doctor's appointment or a therapy appointment or an exercise or a mindfulness practice. We fail to access the resources we need to manage our stress. When our stress goes unmanaged, everything else in our life becomes unmanageable. And we are more prone to sickness. That means that stress compounds. Because when we are not able to bring our best, we feel bad about that too. We stressed out about that too. The idea that I think is simply nifty is this. When we take time each day to manage our stress first, everything else in our life becomes easier to manage. And many of our problems will drop away. Simply nifty today, manage your stress. Try some of these practices and exercises. Customize a program to a thing that fits your work schedule and fits your life. And know that if you're in a situation that is continually stressing you out, push back against it a little bit and change that situation. And if you're looking for more thoughts about this topic, you can check out my newest book, You Recharge, where I write about how I went from feeling stuck and bored and burned out to feeling energized and engaged and living with vitality in my life again. And how you can too. I think it's worth doing. Makes life a whole lot more fun. You can also find out more about the book and my work at www.pollycampbell.com. And remember, when we take time to manage our stress, everything else becomes easier to manage. And that will help us all live well, do good and be happy. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Subscribe today. Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electricast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electricast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the Best Business Network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So keep listening to Electric Ass Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Ask. Electric, Ass. Electric Ass.